New digital technologies are driving a step change in enterprise business transformation. At the Digital Twin Podcast, we explore the intersection of technology and business. What should your digital twin look like? Hello and welcome to the Digital Twin Podcast. Your host, Omar and Hari. Hey, Omar. How's, How's it, going? it going, Hari? Pretty good. Welcome so today, back. yeah, welcome back. Um, today, our topic is autonomous vehicles. There's a number of disruptions in the market, in the transportation sector. In fact, some of them are disrupting other disruptions. An interesting situation. So, you know, we found this to be an interesting topic to discuss and, and maybe, uh, you know, get some feedback from our listeners on. What is your, uh, maybe I'll start with a question, right? What is your, what is the biggest disruption in, in transportation that, that you see today? Yeah, yeah, I think we hit on it, right, a little bit with the title, but autonomous vehicles. I wouldn't say autonomous vehicles is the biggest disruption yet, but the way we use vehicles to move, right? Mm -hmm. If you, when you think about taxis and buses and and the way we used to interact with that exchange or transaction has 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 evolved over the last few years, you know, from the big from the big names of Uber and Lyft and 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 creating a mobile first strategy on how to interact with assets that are around you um, and the vicinity of you and get into you and servicing your needs pretty quickly. I mean, that that has revolutionized the way uh, we interact with vehicles that we all share. I mean, and I think it's, it's quite disruptive. It's so disruptive and so sticky that it's almost... I mean, it's very rare that you find anybody that hasn't ordered an Uber or ordered a rideshare, right? Yeah. Um, and it's part of our DNA now, right? So when you think about that, how quickly that changed um, the behavior, we start to think about, okay, well, that happened fast. You know, what's next, right? Is there something that is almost in front of us, mm -hmm. that is at the doorstep of what might be disrupting the current disruption. Yeah. You know, I what's mean, interesting with that disruption, though, is the fact that it's simply a shift in business model. We didn't find a better car. We didn't change the engine technology. We don't have flying cars today, right? There wasn't a technology change. It was a business disruption. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, people call it mobile strategy, mobile first strategies, how you integrate, how do you get closer to your, your audience, right? You know, it started from, from the phone or from just regular phone calling to, to get service to, hey, you can order on the web through your desktop, through your laptop to, hey, it's all in your hand. The means of getting closer to your customer and getting to them first faster has been a lot of has been a lot of focus on a lot of disruptive uh, business model shifts, right? I mean, we call this the mobile first strategy. How do you we shift more to mobile, right? Everybody, I mean, everybody's seen, everybody interacts with 
the internet these days or social media nine to nine to one is through their mobile device yeah right their actual mobile device versus a traditional desktop or a PC, right? So more consumption driven. The customers are gravitating towards something that's more mobile and the consumption method is changing. They yeah. want it now, they want it on the phone, they want it driven, you know, they want it driven based on that instant gratification, right? And it's an empowering it's an empowering um attribute or feature mm-hmm. or or capability for us to actually be able to do that. I mean, that wasn't there, you know, 10, 12, 12 15 years ago, right? Being able to do yeah. everything you want. Definitely driven by mobility. Your heads, yeah. It is big, right? Yeah. So this this is one of those 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 trend mobility trends that have really disrupted the the way they used to always do things. And it's been a little painful for that um transportation, uh, ride sharing, um, environment, you know, you, you would even think, you know, first it was taxis, but then you start looking at the rental car companies and it's hard not to say that they, they're not getting affected by this either. Right. I mean, why would you rent a car for a certain amount of time when you can pay by usage? Right. So this is where we go with the rent a car model where you rent it for a period of time and it's so much versus you calling an Uber for the exact usage. It's just a different slice of time. It's a different slice of time, but it's yeah. a different way of consuming what you want, right? So that business model saying, that, hey, we want to is... sell you this block of time mm-hmm. to use this asset has shifted to, hey, just use it when you need it. Right. So, so it's going from so the rental car is really car as a service, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. You are empowered. And Uber is time inside of a car as a service. Yes, take me where I want right. to go, and it's very it's finite. So the the yeah. the, the different things there is that with a rental car, you can go where you want to go. You can take the roads you want to take. You can stop where you want to stop. You can do what you want to do. With ride sharing, it's very it's very binary and finite, right? You know your endpoint and you know where you're gonna get picked up. And people are okay with that. They like that exactness and I know where I need to go and that's it. If I need to walk somewhere from there, I got it, right? Especially in heavily dense populated cities that works, right? So so this this could be attributed to the general trend in in as a service though, right? Pretty much everything Everywhere is moving into an as-a-service model, and thereby this makes perfect sense that you're taking a time slice off of a service, and you know you use it for ten minutes if you're in New York City, go from you know one street corner to another, and you're done. You're off the car. It's over, right? You didn't you didn't own anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just got the outcome, right. right? What that you were seeking, and. You know, there's a lot of people out there that says, well, eventually this is disrupting a lot of things, but what is the end game for this? Is that everything that I want to do in life is a service that I'm going to have to pay for some way a la carte? So, so this, they're going to they're gonna get me yeah. pretty soon. They're going to say, hey, how much air are you breathing? I need to charge you for that. Yeah. I mean, how far do you go with this? So, so the interesting part that we looked at, right, and, and most of our listeners would probably know this already, that Uber and Lyft are not really making money, 
right? And two of the major players. And they're not making money, not because their their car hailing service itself is, you know, it is making money, but the problem is around the customer acquisition, right? So your point about how do you change an economy to a as a service economy? There's a cost associated with it, right? Because now you're running that service and you need to to get customers to adopt to this new new service model. And that's going to cost the companies that are in the space, at least in the, the pioneers of that market, going to cost you some money. As a result, I mean, it's their cost of ac- acquiring a customer is so high. That's the reason for their loss. Well, and, and, and I think what, what some customers as a service, as you're saying, business model, um, sounds great. Valuations are great. But executing and sustaining and keeping your customers happy doesn't stop. So it's like once you start down this path, you have to keep up that experience, that value to keep that money flowing versus selling them a chunk of X and I got it up front, right? It's a different business model, right? So so the the main topic of our conversation today is autonomous cars. So how does that play into this disruption? Um, And where is the end game? I think you got to look at what that means, right? What do we really mean by autonomous vehicles or autonomous cars? Or what, what does that look like? Right? And I think when you boil it down and simplify what that means is that I am going to be able to utilize this asset in a way that is autonomous that I don't have to interact with another human right that somehow the infrastructure of the asset and the the roads bridges whatever it is the the grid whatever you want to call it is going to take care of what I want and I'm going to be able to do that in my own bubble in my own world without interacting with anybody else but what's inter- the, is that the objective or is the objective something different? Like what's the objective of an autonomous car that Tesla built? They're taking, is it to avoid other take, humans? They're, they're taking the human element out. That, if you think about autonomous. For safety? Take, I, that, that, that is a For philosophical efficiency? question. That does, that's a very philosophical. People are like, hey, I want it to be autonomous. Is it because of cost? Safety? Experience? What is it? Right? And if you really think about it, I mean, what what? Why do people really want? So, so if you're taking the human element out, yeah, I mean, you, really could, you could you could definitely argue that that's to improve safety because, you know, it's the human element that costs most accidents. Well, I guess you, you you that you do have a point there, right? But you also have people on the you know the humans saying that the robots have a mind of their own. The autonomy just goes, and you don't know what's going to happen. I have no control. When you have no control, guess what? It's scary, right? It's just, it's this yeah, balance. That's of, sure. uh, and that's, that's the, you know, you feel better with a human driving? Or, or your hands on it, right? You feel yeah, better. Or hands on it, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's, it's getting the trust in the autonomous environment, ecosystem. We believe that the system is very minimal of flaws. Therefore, our confidence level is high 
to trust our own safety with it, right? And it's and worth, I think, yeah, it's worth pointing out that this is not a trend just in the mobility space. Mm -mm. You look at any industry, that sort of autonomy is kind of taking a center stage because that that is the next big thing. And, you know, you say everyone keeps pointing to that that's the next big thing, but is it the right thing? Right? If you could think, be more if philosophical. You really think about, yeah, if you think about autonomy and the right thing, right? We talked about mobile first right we talked about the information age and how quickly can you get your information faster and quicker the mobility aspect has driven that the next new age of autonomy is is what everyone is future forward looking but is it the right way why not and is it the right way for the right reasons is it all just to get costs down so that we make life easier for everybody and we can control the the outcomes. I, I mean, would. What is it all about? I would continue to maybe propose that that's mostly driven by improving safety. Now, cost could be a major fact in it, factor in it. So, I mean, we looked at let's say while we were researching this, we looked at Uber and um, and you know any you know uh, rate car car uh, services ride right, sharing yeah. ride sharing <laughs> services. They have actually added more cars on the street. They're actually causing us, you know, more in terms of carbon footprint than before. So the reality is that it hasn't gotten us to a better place from a, you know, um, from a green perspective, from a traffic congestion perspective or traffic management perspective. But it definitely has improved people's life, right? It, you can just tap on your phone and get in the car and... Go where you need to go. It's taking the mind away from the concept of driving and concentrating and using that mental stress and strength of getting from point A to point B or worrying about somebody else getting you from point A to point B because they just step on the pedal a little bit faster than you or they have a heavy foot braking, right? You're taking that mental exhaustion from people to focus on their mobile applications or social media, the or rest they, of their life. Or make life. them more productive, right? They could be working, exactly. they could be on whatever a conference call. Is, whatever they want to spend their yeah. time, they're getting it back. So what, you, what you're giving them productivity. is peace of mind and time and productivity. This is what you're giving them. Yeah. So, so the not just, yeah, go ahead. So the other disruption then we talked about is taking that to the next level. That is exactly what they're scaling. So if you look at autonomous cars, now you're talking about completely having the freedom to do what you want to do in the car and the car's driving you around, right? Yeah. I mean, office on wheels, right? You know, depending on, but, but, you know, we talk about this, you're more productive in a vehicle, but you know, with trends that are happening today, mm -hmm. where are you going? Right? Well, you're always connected. That means you're connected. You're always the car. connected. Right? 10 years yeah, but... ago, that wasn't the case. If you were in a car, no matter what kind of car you were in, you were not connected. Right? Exactly. But if we're connected, we're connected to everything. Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Right? Like, why do you need to get in a car and go somewhere if you're already connected to everything? Like, are you just doing Maybe the that exercises? will change someday. So for, right? <laughs> for the... For the it's just yeah. a fruit of thought. Fruit of thought, right? Like, it's like, hey, wait, you know, COVID uh, situation has made really? many of us realize that maybe we don't need to go every place maybe we thought we, we needed to go. Maybe we can just stay at home. Maybe yeah. we can all just stay at home and we can be just fine. You know? 
find a nice uh, vacation spot, hang out. We we'll just right? get a screen and just have a screen take us there, right? We don't need to get outside of our bubble. Everyone stays in the bubble, right? So I do want to get back to this autonomous yeah. cars. How is that disrupting the disruptor? Well, I think what what you what you're going to start to see there is the way that the current ride sharing ecosystem works is is really the backbone is the software right mm -hmm. is the the connecting the human to the other human right and which is the driver and right now with the ride sharing services they don't really necessarily own the asset of the vehicle or the human right nor do they own you know, us as a customer, they're trying to keep us so that we interact with each other. They're forcing the interactions with, they're brokering the communication, right? Now, the autonomy, how this is going to be disruptive to the current environment or and, uh, the way the ecosystem, the way we use ride sharing is, they're going to have to make an interesting choice, right? Are they going to be building these autonomous vehicles or are they going to partner with autonomous manufacturers right what's to say that the autonomous manufacturer says hey we don't need you we have our own ride sharing program that's strictly to our beautiful vehicles it's called the mercedes-benz they go onto the mercedes-benz app and they get the black car treatment all the time they get the benz treatment you get the right? brand experience i think that's a great thought process see, in fact i mean it, it is about yeah. the disruption that's gonna happen it's an extension of what we do in other places you think about pretty much every hardware right is becoming as a service yeah so uh, from a tesla's perspective it's a matter of time when they would offer that as a service because ultimately you know if we don't need to own another tesla if you and i don't need a tesla why would tesla sell it to you yeah. And it all goes into the minimalistic feel, right? The simplicity that we all want to live our lives, that we don't want to be held down of, you know, being brought down by, you know, even we think about this even with homes right now, right? We think homes is the biggest asset and it's the most appreciated asset for us. But who's to say in 10, 15 years from now that that's still going to be the case? I mean, we've just been disrupted mm -hmm. in the automobile industry. But what's to say yeah. that it won't be disrupted? And the biggest asset that we think we really want, and we have a growing generation that don't want to own. They Absolutely. want to be free of this. They, you know, that's the nature. Free of shackles. That's free of the shackles, right? I don't yeah. want anything weighing me down. Yeah. I just want to use it. I want it. I want to know that I can use it when I want to use it. Where that's I it. want to use it. Wherever. Just like CDs. Yeah. I have. I have streaming music. I have. I have all the music available to me in the world. Do I have every CD in my house? No. I don't need it because I have it all in my phone yeah. when I want it and I pay when I need it. That's it. That's so. So know. the interesting play though, that's happening and out in the market is the Ubers of the world, ride sharing companies are building the autonomous driving capabilities, autonomous driving cars like Tesla's or Waymo's of the world are also going to get into the ride-sharing type, not exactly the same model, but would want to rent out cars for time, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the traditional car companies trying to figure out where they fit. Companies like, you know, a Toyota or Honda, where do they play? Now, all, in all now, this... Now, now, now that we talk about 
Toyota and Honda and all these companies, they really look like they're behind the eight ball. For some reason today, they we feel that they're behind the eight ball. Right. All of a sudden, in a matter of a year, two years. Didn't take that long. <laughs> Tesla and yeah. all these electric vehicles and autonomous technologies have come in and just flipped flipped the game. The space. They flipped the game. You see it today. You see it today with 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 Tesla. Obviously, Tesla is a is a very very strong example. But my gosh, they have no dealerships. Yeah, and and this would also add to the fact that you know every car, every vehicle, not just car, a truck, you know, from a transportation perspective, goods goods transportation. Is also changing to autonomous driving right now. You know, Tesla wants to to build autonomous trucks, so there are mm-hmm. truck manufacturers, there are truck drivers, that all kind of rely on a particular type of a business model that just changes, mm-hmm. and yeah. that disrupts not just the production or car companies that are in the production of cars, but also the middlemen, the folks that are leveraging these these assets to provide services to the community right so it's a complete disruption and it would be interesting to see how this would kind of mature with everybody trying to provide yeah the right sharing service in an autonomous way you know for the autonomous vehicle i think it's exciting right a lot of people are doing it but what 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 i think is going to be more exciting or interesting is the players that are going to own the infrastructure and in which makes autonomy, the autonomous vehicle, the autonomous movement of things mm-hmm. within the city, as we mentioned, like in smart cities. Yep. This is the new infrastructure frontier. We're building the future toward autonomy, right? Yes. And how do you how do you accelerate that? You create infrastructure that can enhance the autonomous vehicles, the autonomous experience. And that's where, you know, policy regulation and things like that can come into play to really move this, 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 uh, this, the acceleration that we're seeing in the space. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, are futurists and they, they, they can kind of see things coming down the road. But, you know, I think, you know, autonomous vehicles is one application that is, going to be here. I mean, we didn't think a lot of people think they would never see it in their lifetime, but I think we will. Um, yeah. We we didn't touch a whole lot on uh, electric vehicles and other other disruptions that are happening in the space, but I'm sure we could take another uh, episode to talk more about it. But uh, given the time, we should probably wrap things up here. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate uh, folks listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, yeah, just you... send in your comments, Absolutely. whatever you, you guys have. This and is subscribe. Omar Hari, you know? Yep, and subscribe. And uh, we're on uh, YouTube. Uh, it's Digital Twin Podcast. Uh, also, you can reach us on our website, digitaltwinpodcast.com. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Facebook. Facebook Thanks, Live. guys. See you later. Have a good weekend.